Amen. Amen. We're going to come to a time of prayer now. So whatever your custom is, whether sitting or kneeling, we're going to come and speak to our Heavenly Father right now. Almighty God, who has given us your only begotten Son to take our nature upon Him, and at this time to be born of a pure virgin, grant that we being regenerate and made your children by adoption and grace may daily be renewed by your Holy Spirit through our Lord Jesus Christ who lives and reigns with you in the same Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Most merciful God, who has made all men for love and wills that all should be saved and come to the knowledge of your truth. Have mercy upon those who don't know you and so bring them home that they may be numbered among your faithful servants and be made one flock under one shepherd One, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Will you now pray with me the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray, praying together out loud. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Father, we thank you for today. Father, we thank you for The fact that you sent your son to be born in a manger for us. Not simply for us to be able to celebrate Christmas, but for him to grow and to die for us as a savior. Father, we praise you. We are so grateful for what you've done for us. We thank you for the fact that you've been involved in all aspects of our history. Speak to us today, Father, as we sang wonderful praises, as we heard your word proclaimed. I pray that you speak to us this morning. Father, impress upon us the message you want us to hear. Father, that it won't just be information, Father, but it will be a conviction we have as we leave this place with changed lives. As we go and proclaim this same message to those around us, Father, we are grateful. We give you all the praise. Speak to us this morning as we once again look at your word. Thank you for speaking to us. Move amongst us this morning. I pray that my lips are your lips. My heart is your heart, and I ask all this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Well, in the few moments, uh, you may be seated. few moments we have, it's, it's always wonderful to 
to be here in lessons and carols. I love this service. I do because it speaks for itself. It really speaks for itself. Everything that we've said, read, and sung up here speaks for itself. When we hear kids singing, the choir singing, when we hear the word proclaimed, it's powerful. It really is. And I always wonder, what could I say that could add any more to that? Because it's really the message all in one. The message of human history. From Adam and Eve and the sin and the fall to the prophecies of the Savior coming to Jesus being born in a manger. What could we say? In the few moments we have, I guess the only question I have for you this morning is whether or not will you choose to believe it? Will you choose to follow it? You know, we are in a series called Expect the Unexpected. And today we look at the idea of the unexpected choice. One passage that was not read to you, if it's in your service sheets, I'd like to read it to you. It's the account of Joseph and the angel visiting Joseph in a dream. You'll see on your service sheets on page 6. It's in your Bibles, Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18. It says this, this is how the birth of Jesus came about. His mother was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. But because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child, and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she first... And she, until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. You know, it's amazing when you look at the passage here. When you look at this passage, Joseph really had a choice, didn't he? Joseph had a choice of whether or not he was going to believe everything that the angel just said about Jesus. Being the savior of the world. He had a choice of whether or not he was going to commit to that. This is a wonderful presentation here this morning. We do not do this presentation just because it's a wonderful thing to do and it's a tradition we have. It's because we believe it. The choir behind me, these musicians, these children, they've made a choice. They've made a choice to follow, to believe. Joseph did the same thing. It was an unexpected choice for many of you this morning. You may come in thinking, I didn't think I had a choice to make this morning, but you do. The choice is whether or not everything that was said up here, everything that was read, everything that was sung, is whether or not we choose to believe it and follow it, isn't it? So the question is, is who is this Jesus? Who is this Jesus? It says right there in our scripture this morning that 
He will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. The real gift is God sending his son to be born in a manger. A few weeks from now, a few months from now, we're going to be celebrating Easter as we celebrate what Christ did on the cross, dying for us. And then we celebrate what he did three days later in rising from the dead. But the true true gift is Emmanuel, God with us. John 1, when you read John, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So if this is who Jesus was, then why did he come? You see, the answer is right there in verse 21 of your passage this morning. She will give birth to a son, it says, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Joseph was to name him Jesus, the Hebrew form of Joshua, which means Yahweh will save. You know, as we read this morning, those various lessons... You know, we talked about Adam and Eve and read that. And we read a, a prophecy from Isaiah and Micah. Talked about a Savior being, being born who will come. You have to understand, this was hundreds of years earlier. Hundreds of years. So for centuries, people were looking for a deliverer. They were looking for a Savior. There was very little hope at the time. Crisis was going on. Calamities were going on. That's when Jesus came. You know, it's always interesting to me that Jesus comes right when we need him, doesn't he? Comes in the the middle of crisis and calamity. We see that in our own world around us, don't we? It was interesting to me, at the end of the year, we always look back at the year, don't we? Look back at all the, the wonderful things that happened. We also look back at all the tragedies that happened in the world, and there were many this year. And all those calamities... All that chaos, the wars, killings, all those things, our failed marriages, our broken families, all those are really a result of sin. Living the way we want to live. That's why Romans 3.23 says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All stemming from that first reading we just read from Adam and Eve, where they took the apple and ate it. A rebellion against God. In Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is what? Eternal life. What is the gift of God? The gift is Him sending His Son to be born. Oh, God loves us so much, doesn't He? That's why He came. He wants to have a relationship with us. So He sent His Son, Romans 3. God presented Christ as a sacrifice through the shedding of His blood to be received by faith. There's so many people at this time, there's, I understand and recognize there's a lot of folks that come to, to church at Christmas time. A lot of them come seeking hope, peace, through failed marriages, finances maybe that are in ruin, health issues. They look for, they look for hope. There was a man a few weeks ago in my office who was sitting in my office talking about how Christmas was a tough time for him. It was very lonely. Many of his family members have passed away at Christmas time. He lost a major job around Christmas time. He was very lonely. And he was desperately seeking peace, desperately seeking some bit of hope and joy at this time. 
And I asked him, I remember asking, what, what would bring you hope? What would bring you joy? He said, having a family back. And I thought, man, well, that would bring you peace during this time. I would want you to have peace and joy all year round. And I can't help bring you, your family back, but I can point you to a heavenly father who loves you, who desperately wants to have a relationship with you. And in him who you'd never feel ever alone again. That was the true gift, wasn't it? Him sending his son to die for us as a sacrifice. That's what grace is. Grace is, is getting something that we don't deserve. God sending his son to die for us. You know, when we read these passages, when we go look through the history of mankind, it's always amazing to me. It's amazing to me that you know, God created man and woman, put them in the garden, they rebelled from him, and they've been rebelling ever since that time. And there's sins, there's, as a result, there's, there's sin, there's wars, there's broken marriages. People doing their own thing, living selfishly. And I think, man, why would God, why does God continue to love us? Why does God continue to love humans? At some point I would think that God would have just kind of flicked the earth off the axis and said, you know what, these people aren't loving me. They're not doing what I'm asking them to do. They're living their own way, and as a result, this world is a mess. I'm going to just start over. But he didn't, did he? He sent his son to die for us as a penalty for that sin. I think it's almost absurd that somebody would love us that much, not to give up on us. But only a God could love like that. Only a God could love us so much that he sent his only son to die for us to take away the sin of the world. You see, Christianity is the only belief system where God actually comes to us. That's why this passage is so powerful. Emmanuel, God with us. It's the only system where God comes down to us. So the question is, is if we know who this Jesus is and why he came, then how do we get him? How do we get him? Ephesians 2.8, for it's the grace you've been saved through faith. This not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. It's the gift of God. It's faith. We receive it. We commit to it. We ask the Lord to forgive us our sins. And then we put our faith and trust in Him. We ask Him to be the Lord of our life. It's always wonderful singing all these hymns. They're very familiar to many of us. I always think it's interesting that there's so many people around the world singing a lot of these same hymns that we sang here this morning. This, this past week, I know I was driving my car and I heard on the radio a very famous artist, uh, singer, who uh, always was in the news, all for the wrong reasons. Let's just say that. Scandals, drugs, depression, legal issues, one after another after another. And he was singing a song, one of the same songs we sang here today. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And I thought, wow, he's singing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Talking about tidings of comfort and joy. And I thought, I hope he understands what he's saying. I hope he understands the message he's actually saying. Because when you look at his life, there doesn't seem to be much joy. He doesn't seem to be searching out a savior. He only seems to be searching out himself. I always wondered what would happen 
as we read these narratives, if the people didn't actually believe what they were being told? What if the Magi who saw the star said, that's interesting, wrote it down in the book and then just kept looking around? I always wonder what happened if the shepherds in the fields when the angels came and gave them the great news, if they went back to their sheep right after that and said, oh, that was strange. That was kind of bizarre. Here on a December night, how do you think these sheep are doing? What if Mary, when angel visited Mary, said no? What if Joseph woke up from his dream and said, man, I better be careful what I eat before I go to bed? Because I'm having some strange dreams. None of them did that. They all made a choice to believe what they heard and to act on that, to make a commitment, to step out in faith. It goes beyond the intellect. It goes beyond just knowing the story. There are so many people throughout this world that know the story. We see nativity scenes everywhere. We hear the the songs all over the radio sung by anybody. A lot of people know the story. But not everybody has chosen to follow. Not everybody has chosen to believe it. To take a step of faith. To go beyond. My question for you is will you choose to believe it? It's an unexpected choice that you may need to make this morning. You may have been coming in and hearing the story and said, I know the story. I've heard it many times before. But today I'm going to choose to follow. When we read the passage of Joseph, the narrative of Joseph, you know, Joseph wasn't given all the answers, wasn't he? The angel did not say what's going to happen 10, 20, 30 years in the life of Joseph. Joseph didn't know all the answers. Joseph didn't know all the scriptures from the Old Testament. All of a sudden, he he didn't know everything. But he took a step of faith. And said, I'm going to choose to believe what the angel just said to me. I'm going to choose to believe in this Jesus. Who's the savior of the world. The one they've been prophesying about. Because I understand that God loves us. Wants to have a relationship with me. So my question for you this morning. Is that everything that we heard this morning? Will you choose to believe it? Will you choose to believe it? Joseph went back to being a carpenter. His physical world around him, his circumstances may have not have changed, but I guarantee you, inside did. His life changed. I can't guarantee that you walk out of here today, your circumstances changed. Your finances will all of a sudden get in order. Your marriage will all of a sudden be reconciled. That your health will all of a sudden change. But I can guarantee you that your heart will be. There will be more peace, more joy than you've ever had before. Not only at Christmas time, but all year round. So how do we get them? It's as simply as recognizing that he, Jesus, died for our sins. That we couldn't save ourselves. Not, it's only by faith grace, not of works. Nothing that we can do to earn our salvation. He came to us. 
We simply have to believe, confess our sins, asking Him to wipe us clean, then make Him the Lord of our life. It says in Romans 10, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and are justified. It's with your mouth that you profess your faith. Then you're saved. My question for you is, will you move beyond the intellectual, beyond just knowing the story and make a choice to follow? Myself, John, or the choir behind me, these readers, would want nothing more than for you to make that choice this morning. A choice to follow him. So will you pray with me? Father in heaven, we do thank you for intervening in the affairs of this world. Father, we thank you for the fact that you didn't just flick us off into off the axis and started over, Father, but that you wanted to save us so much that you sent your only son to die in our place. To take the sin that we had, the atonement, the death, the penalty. We thank you for that gift. Father, I pray that you move amongst us this morning. Those of us that may know the story. May have heard these things before. May have sung the songs before, but never have made a choice to follow. Father, I pray that you convict our hearts this morning. Move amongst us. Church, as we continue in an attitude of prayer, I want to give you that opportunity to make that choice this morning. Maybe it's unexpected. Maybe you didn't plan to do so. But maybe you've been living the life the way that you wanted to live. No direction. Maybe selfishly. And you're searching for a Savior. I'm going to ask you, you in the silence of this moment, to pray that prayer along with me. As you pray to our Heavenly Father, understand that He sees you right now, sitting where you are. He sees how you've been living your life. He loves you, wants to have a relationship with you. I'm going to ask if you want to make that choice to pray this simple prayer along with me in your hearts. You're not praying it to me, you're praying it to our Heavenly Father who hears you. Simply pray, Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me so much that you sent your son to die for me. I thank you for that gift. I understand that I am a a sinner in need of a savior. Father, I ask that you forgive me of my sins of my selfishness, of living the way, life, the way I wanted to live. I ask that you wipe me clean. Father, thank you for doing that, for forgiving me. I want to make you the Lord of my life. So I ask that you come into my life and lead me from this day forward. I choose to follow you Thank you for saving me. Thank you for your gift. And Father, I thank you for those that may have made that commitment this morning. That move from head knowledge to heart. I pray that as they leave this place, they will feel 
your presence. I thank you for the fact that when we confess our sins, you are faithful, you are just, and you forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, Father, help them to feel that right now. Remove any guilt from them, knowing that they are saved truly and freely. And help them feel more joy, more peace, more hope this week than ever before. I thank you for that. I thank you for loving us. Thank you for saving us. Be with us in the days ahead. I pray that we keep our eyes fixed on you as we remember what you did for us. I ask all this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.